Hi, I'm Ashling. And we're not genuine. <laughs> listening to the City Girl podcast. I just wanted to briefly, before we got started, offer um, a sincere apology to my mother who listened to this podcast and stated her distaste for my despicable language, even though the podcast is masked explicit. Just want to apologise and give a brief disclaimer that I probably will be swearing. So I'm sorry, Mum. Yeah, I'm also very sorry for enabling this behaviour. Yeah. As someone who's older than um, Ashling. <laughs> did I just forget your name? Yeah. I think I did. Listen, this is it. Well, I was always taught to respect my elders, so. <laughs> I mean, I'm an old lady at this point. I'm not going to deny this. Um... We have a few things we want to talk about this week, but before that, I just want to say how weird of a week it's been. It's been so fucking weird. Oh, sorry, mum. <laughs> Here she goes. <laughs> From the get-go. <laughs> so, for me, I was in Rome until Monday night, and then I've been, like, obviously back in work the past four days, and this week just felt like an entire month. Actually, January mm. felt really long. It actually has, but I feel like it always does. I feel like it always feels like such a bloody long month. It's like after Christmas, like the Christmas come down. Like you yeah. have the hype of Christmas and December seems to go so fucking fast. And then suddenly it's like, oh, God. I feel like January's lasted, like it's felt longer than the entire 2021 did. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, I accidentally went viral this week. You did, which happens to you a lot. <laughs> it a, pr- a yearly thing now really isn't it kind of is yeah kind of is but this time i didn't have any to be fair i have got a bit of hate but i mean we move yeah i mean you're gonna get hate everywhere aren't you yeah it's like at least this time it's not political it's just like a tiktok of my house has got like a million how can videos. you afford this i know it's, i'm <laughs> like oh, guys stop 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 hating on me um but yeah and someone actually commented being like i thought this was pyongyang North Korea. Right. I'm like, okay, um, what makes you think the shard looks like it's in Kim Jong-un? I'm just going to give up now. I think we should just end the podcast right here. Yeah, I'm going to leave. I can't deal with that. Have I told you about my weird obsession with North Korea in high school? (sighs) No. Do I want to know? (laughs) Why are you bringing this to me now? So, like, I was aggressively devoted to MUN. Okay. Um, for those of you who were cool in high school, it stands for Model United Nations. And I went to like <laughs> 30 conferences. And I was like president in my high school. And we would have crises during debates that I was hosting for like the younger kids. And we had like a French conference, Emilfinu. Um, not going to say the full name because it's aggressively French. But so for that, we had like, like a different bunch of flags that we hung around the school don't know who bought the north korean one we had a north korean flag and then i was in the committee so like when we were tidying up i just took that one home oh of course you did (laughs) i stole a north korean flag from my high school mina jong-un literally and i would like we would do the crises and i would come in as the north korean delegate being like i've launched a rocket to the u.s what the hell and i thought i was like the boss because i was like i don't know that doesn't surprise me at all 17 and the rest of the kids that i was basically bullying were like 15 Mm. 
And I would then pick on them, being like, okay, so what are you going to do about this? And then, yeah, I think, I think the flag is still somewhere in Istanbul. See, this just, I, I, I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm, yeah, (laughs) I've got no words for that. (laughs) Okay, back to our topic. I feel like it's also been a weird couple of weeks because Mm. of how, I think the sun is slowly setting a bit later. Yeah. But I think it's... That's such an Irish thing to say. Is it? Yeah, so it's like, it's a thing that whenever like, you finish Christmas and stuff, we're in January, it's always like, oh, evenings are getting brighter. Like, it's such an Irish thing Isn't to say. Isn't that yeah. a universal experience? I mean, it absolutely is. But, like, from day dot, pretty much as soon as the longest day of the year is over, which is, like, December 21st. 20th. Yeah. Um, everyone's like, oh, nights are getting shorter. <laughs> it's a mess, and you're just I like, really? gremlin voice. Please keep going. Two minutes okay. longer of daylight. <laughs> <laughs> The way I feel like we dress helps cope with that as well. Mm, complete. Oh my gosh, completely. Like getting inspired by different outfits, like for different seasons and stuff. Actually, to me, it helps. It's such a mood booster for me. It gives me so much serotonin to like feel good in an outfit. Where if it's like layering in the autumn and winter, or if it's like wearing a nice dress or an outfit that I feel really comfortable and confident in summer, like it really does help. Yeah, and for me especially, I've been having some like rough weeks with my skin these Mm. days because I don't know it's just going a little crazy I don't know why I think it's the lack of the Mediterranean sunshine maybe at this point but I've been alcohol withdrawal yeah (laughs) (laughs) I've been embracing like the like the colorful beanie or the colorful hat to like one make me feel a bit more confident by Mm. like hiding the face and also just like a mood booster you know it just like when I feel like just being in my leggings and like a massive sweatshirt all day, if I actually get dressed in like a cute winter outfit with like a, I don't know, cute beanie, mm. I automatically feel better. Yeah, I agree. Especially as I like wearing very like, I guess, monochromatic clothing. It's nice to have, like I'll wear an all black outfit, but I'll have my red beanie on. And I'm like, yes, loving yeah. this, cheering me up. And also... We were talking about Matilda Jeff and her outfits. I feel mm. like we're just going to end up talking about her in every single episode. No, you're, you're very right. She absolutely does have a chokehold on both of us. The chokehold she has on like all 20, 20 to 30 year old Genuinely, girls. I went through a phase where I would literally save every single one of her Instagram posts. And I'm like, wow, I mean. But also I saw a TikTok the other day that was like, um, this girl was like, this woman is the only person who could convince me to buy a $50 headband. Oh my god, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I kind of want it. It would suit you. Thank you. It would suit you. I think it's it's also such a comfortable brand that, like, Mm. I got the the black um, shirt and the trousers, and honestly, I've worn it, like, five times already. Yeah. It's so comfortable. And you only got it, like, two weeks ago. Yeah, I did. Yeah. It's it's so nice, though. It's it's kind of effortless vibe, I think. Um... Which is why I like Scandi style because it does, it's very effortless, but it looks great. Yeah. And I do, I do like the whole, like not to bring this crap back to Emily in Paris again, but like, <laughs> I do love the kind of relaxed vibe and the whole like, really like tight, kind of sharp, not a hair out of place, Emily in Paris vibe. I, I just really hate that. And it does kind of remind me about people talking about that 2014 Tumblr, like twee, English teacher vibe coming back I just perfection for me is 
Well, it's something that I'm never going to have because firstly, if you look at my hair, it's all over the place. Exactly. The There's no way that a hair is going to be in the right place ever. Give up on that notion. But also like <laughs> such an unrealistic standard for people. And actually, I remember when I used Tumblr, I really was not in a good mental space at all. Oh God, neither. Like at all. Like I would see all of these like girls who looked perfect with these perfect bodies, perfect clothes and stuff. And I'd be like, oh God, it's a nightmare. Like I'm short i've got curly hair at the time i was overweight i'm like this i was nothing like these girls that i was seeing which is why when people say that 2014 tumblr is coming back i'm like i'm gonna fight with every fiber in my body not to yeah make that a thing the charcoal that kate moss had on me oh uh, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels oh my god Fuck off. honestly <laughs> no like genuinely i think i actually printed that out and i had that on my wall i had this like crazy crazy collage oh me too on my wall and i had these horrible that. things that was like really like horribly cringy things like earphones in world off oh no and like and things that would say which would like completely not me like I may not say much, but I think a lot. And it's like, bitch, you I've never been quiet. Everything. I've never been quiet. I say too much. I say too much. Like, there's there's not quiet bone in my body throughout my entire life. Like, started speaking at five months old, haven't stopped since. Not even to take a breath. Like, <laughs> I don't know who I thought I was. A mess like some introverted little bookworm, which is absolutely not what I was. It's probably what you were, though. I was definitely an introverted bookworm. You were everything I wanted to be. Aww. <laughs> Everything I thought I was, but I wasn't. But bringing it back to winter fashion. We digress. We do. All of this stuff we talked about is like, kind of comes down to comfort, I think. Mm. And like, being mm-hmm. anti-2014 Tumblr, twee, English teacher vibes is also about comfort. Because that yeah. shit is not comfortable. No. Yeah, you cannot tell me that Zoe Deschanel is comfortable in those horrendous outfits. Exactly. But also that's a very specific person's style and it is going to suit a specific person. It's not going to suit everyone. And I think the thought of that coming back, I mean, obviously it's not going to be like a carbon copy of what it was, but like, I, I, it's why I'm fighting against it because I just think, fine, take aspects of it if you want, but I think everyone should really, because we've been making great leaps in fashion for uniqueness and identity and stuff. And there's less of a, a chokehold on a like straight trend as there was yeah. before, like in 2014. So I don't think it will be as bad, but it's just bad memories. It just looks ugly as well. You know, yeah. like from a fashion perspective as well, it just does not look good. The only but person who suits it is Alexa Chung. Yeah. But she's yeah. the only person in the world that suits it because she's like, what? She's got the build for it. She's got the vibe for it. Like, but also her brand isn't twee. No, no. Like her brand is actually quite cool. Yeah, like, I love that brand nice you know like slogan t-shirts and like it's still like she's nice cool silhouettes. though she just has it like she's a trendsetter and everything it just comes naturally to her yeah. and i think that's why people follow it and of course that stuff suits her but like everything will suit her yeah. with her build like especially from tiktok I'm, I'm just i'm addicted to tiktok at this point yeah oh my god me too but everyone on tiktok seemed to be sort of leaning a bit more towards like a comfortable everyday outfit right like a matching loungewear set and like mm. I don't think we're scared of wearing long line puffers anymore. No, and, and actually, I, you know, I love that. it. But I saw this picture the other day on Instagram, and it was Olivia Newton-John and two other people, and they were they were skiing somewhere, but they were just kind of walking um, around the resort. And Olivia Newton-John was wearing a great big long puffer coat, nice. like down to her ankles. And it was so funny because looking back on it, it's like she just would not look out of place there today, like with trainers and stuff. And I'm like, that outfit's kind of a vibe, like. But it's so effortless. It's like I'm going to a spin class. I'm just going to chuck this on. 
but it looks cute it's a vibe it's like, i just love that it's now fashionable to actually be warm right because in uni when i first moved to the uk i was so confused because my friends wouldn't take coats to clubs oh my gosh i see i didn't either i didn't either in relation to this when i was in paris two months ago visiting my friend aria i wanted to look cute mm. um in a way that Alexa Chung would actually. I wanted to wear a silk realization dress mm-hmm. with like cute hot um, printed tights. Yeah. I stepped out in it like that and it was like, this was like November in Paris, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? And I was so freezing that I ended up buying some men's corduroy pants from Uniqlo to wear on top of my dress. Cute. <laughs> Channeling Ashley Tisdale Teen Choice Awards. Oh my god, throwback. <laughs> no, mess, mess. But I was so much happier to be warm mm. than in my like little silk dress. But I, because I remember in uni up until like maybe two years ago, I had these coats and they were just like um thin, like A line coats that went like just above the knee. Um, and I loved them because you could put them with anything. I had a black one. I had a beige one. Um, I think I might have had a grey one. I literally had it in every cell, but it's not warm. It's not warm. No. <laughs> it's not warm at all. Um, and also the thing is, I feel like you used to just like have a cute outfit and then wear that on top yeah. without any layering. No layering, no nothing. And you'd always be like, bitch, you cold? No, you're not freezing. No, I'm not cold. <laughs> Whereas now, I'm like, if I want to still look cute... I I love a good like Uniqlo gilet like the mm. the down ones yeah because it's it like doesn't take up much space but mm. it's still warm and mm-hmm. you do look like a finance bro a little bit why not you know if you can't beat the finance bro join them become the finance bro I love that <laughs> I hated that I hated that but you were also in Rome last week weren't you I was in how Rome. was your dressing how did that change did you bring any realization dresses or did you just... I did. And I actually did wear one, but I was so cold. Not I didn't wear it with really thin tights this time. Mm. I was really cold because I didn't sleep the night before because it was my flatmate, flatmate's birthday. Right. So I went to the airport at 3 a.m. Um, without having slept at all. Whatever I would wear, I was going to be ridiculously cold. Mm. But I realized in Rome that like looking around at people's outfits, I feel like we did this in Milan as well. It's like old ladies mm. and like men and like women as well. Don't yeah. want to discriminate. Yeah. They just dress so well in Italy and it's like the yeah. simplest outfit. I found that too. I guess because when I um, went to Milan in October last year, I was kind of expecting women's fashion to be, you know, I mean, people call Milan the fashion capital of the world. Like I was expecting people to turn out, um, but I was blown away by what the men were wearing. Like they just massively stepped up their game and to be honest with you i only really started caring about men's fashion about a year and a bit ago um because i liked obviously oversized blazers men's suit trousers for a more slouchy look that kind of thing um liked the bigger shoulders rather than like the women's oversized blazers when the shoulders would be still quite fitted it would just be a bit longer and maybe a bit wider but um yeah and just watching like in brera just sitting having an espresso and like watching these guys walk past and there's this one guy who who walked past and he had these like i his just his outfit i would never forget it but it was like immaculate like the suit fit him so well he had a cigar in his hand like his hair was styled so nicely his shoes were so immaculate and he had this like dog 
and the dog matched him so well. Honestly, I was just I was just staring at this guy literally for no other reason other than to be like, I want that outfit. And I'm like, I've never really thought that towards a man, but he just looked amazing. I was like, wow, like blown away. Like, Yeah, no, absolutely. I feel like I didn't see as many in Rome as I did in Milan. Mm. But like, just like looking at any random man on the street in Italy is like, they have like a nice like tailored trouser. Right. Like a nice right. like wool jumper and a blazer going on. Mm. And like that compared to like UK street style mm-hmm. in men, like that's just not my vibe at all. I, I think I just prefer a more classic look maybe. And I think that like to generalize is more um, common in European cities, like cities like Italy and Italy cities cities like Italy Italy. (laughs) cities like Milan and cities like Paris and stuff things tend to be a lot more effortless and just people kind of have a style that they stick to whereas I think it changes a lot in London and don't get me wrong like there are some there's a certain style of menswear in London that I love you know like with the pea coats and the kind of if I see another palace t-shirt I'm gonna no I'm bored yeah I'm bored of that well um speaking of men's fashion shall we talk a little bit about fashion in the last two years i've kind of paid more attention to men's fashion week because i've started to be a bit more interested and specifically prada um and i did have a fashion like with designers and stuff i definitely have a fascination when it comes to someone with the namesake who is still kind of part of the house like Muccia prada um like it's just interesting that she's in her 70s and she's still kind of co-creative director with raf simmons and i think the latest show because obviously Raph Simmons has had an incredible career, but since he joined Prada, the show, it was 16th of January. Oh my God, it was just incredible. And it did echo their show 10 years ago in a sense that it had an A-list cast kind of mixed in with the models. But what I loved about this one is it was a lot more, it was just very wearable. And I think it was because it was based on kind of workman stuff, overalls, like, you know, military influenced jacket, survivors outerwear, but then they had a ton of a kind of touch of Prada on top with, you know, being made of like technical silks or with like rich plush mohair like hems and stuff, which were just amazing. And also the earrings, like the earrings they added were obsessed. I'm not a huge fan of branding, I won't lie, but it just looked great. But it was so funny because you could really tell who was like a celebrity and just there for celebrity reasons. Obviously Raph Simmons was like inspired by each of these people. And they all kind of had these, I want to say like wayfish, but I want to say maybe ethereal kind of look to their faces. Like they're very sculpted and very unique looking. You know, like Thomas Brosdy Sankster is very unique looking. I think it was still celebrities with like model-like face, oh, like facial like structure. Absolutely, like absolutely. And Carmen Clocklin and um, Jeff Goldblum um, opening and closing the show. It's like two legends, like Jeff Goldblum, for example, he's been such a stan of Prada for like years and years and years. I'm not gonna lie, his walk was hilarious. Like, I don't know what he was kind of limping. He was kind of like spinning his arm around in circles. I don't know if you saw, but it was yeah. it was really quite funny. But like, he was working it in the face. Like, he was working it. I appreciated it just for like the legacy of his love of Prada and stuff. It was like, oh, he's made it. Like, yeah. it was really cute. <laughs> yeah, I love the show. And for me, Trey McDougall from Sex on the City opening it was 
It was a hit. It was. But a he hit. was amazing. He was so fit. But no, he looked really good. Like he, he was such a strong opener of the show. I feel like this show sort of gave him the masculinity that Sex and the City took from him. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? I was kind of <laughs> expecting him to be like, alrighty. <laughs> <laughs> for me, they really just like said power with those blazers. Oh, I love it. We love blazers. Oh my god, we so love much. Exaggerated shoulders, mm. as we have already. That's why I'm loving that there are so many trends that are coming back. Yeah. You know, that you can like integrate like 2014 Tumblr, obviously, with like exaggerated shoulders and then 1920s makeup is coming back, yes. 1960s eye look with a clumpy eyelash. Like, but we knew that from like the Gucci mascara, like that launch was it last year or two years ago? I feel like also um, Alexa Demi's um, eye looks on mm. Euphoria are. Yeah. Every other post I see on TikTok is like recreating her eye makeup. Yeah, for sure. I back it. And that's that's so, that's so 20s. Like, I'm not even joking. It's actually really 20s because obviously after the prohibition, people were just like, fuck it. Let's just, let's go wild. Um, And people went from like in the 19 kind of 10s time for really natural, basic, make literally barely anything, which is kind of something that part of us love now. Like, that's what I love Mm -hmm. at the moment. But then the 1920s, people have like bold eye look, bold lips, and people would wear like little stars or like hearts or whatever on their faces, which you're kind of seeing just in a modernized version with Euphoria, which I love. Like, it's just different ways like echoing the past, which I'm obsessed with. I just find it so Speaking interesting. Of eye makeups, did you see Julia Fox's? Um... Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. And I literally, I have tea on this. I've been told from a very reliable source that it's to do with, um, they're not actually together. I mean, it seems very much like, if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, it's basically this um, person, Julia Fox, who's meant to be dating Kanye West and watching, I think, one of the shows. But he did it on her. He did it. And it is giving me Rachel, no, Ross doing Rachel's makeup in Friends. You know, he's like, girl, this is lovely. Wow. (laughs) And then she's like, what is this? I feel like the paparazzi also aren't being super nice to her because all the photos are like, it reminds me of um, some red carpet photos of Kendall Jenner that had um, come out like years, like 10 years ago, mm. that were very like saturated and yeah. like sharpened to like sort of exaggerate acne. Yeah, which isn't fair. I think they're doing that on Julia Fox as well. But, yeah, they are. Um, I'm more of a Kim and Pete. Oh, yeah, so basically, I heard that um, it's like an agency type situation. So Julia Fox had a baby fairly recently, right? And I think the guy she had it with was like, a, he flew private planes or something like that. Um, but it's like, a, they're not actually together. It's a like photography thing. Because apparently she got liposuction and she got a BBL. People are sculpting her to look like... Kim. Right. Who um, hasn't got a BBL in the past six months though? Literally. Um, but oh, he's getting it removed now. Like yeah. It's all coming back. But um, yeah, and apparently Arena Shake was like the first person obviously she went on a few dates with Kanye and everything yeah. but apparently she was too expensive I'm not saying this is prostitution it's absolutely not it's literally just like it's a PR project yeah it's like campaign. a PR product people get paid for their pictures they get paid to make commotion Kanye West's a billionaire he's got so much money that he's just throwing around all over the place and I think Julia Fox just hit the mold like. okay back to Prada back to Prada I personally love that like I okay Watching a fashion show, I'm always like, what can I take from this? Right. And I really like the baggier silhouettes. Like, mm. even in men's fashion, instead of... I, I feel like we're leaving crop trousers behind. Yeah. And I kind of love that. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, we have left it for women's a long while ago, I think. Mm. Now everyone's into, like, 
90s dad trousers. Yeah. And they're really comfortable. To be fair, I do love a crop flare though. But that's because I'm short. See, I hate it because I'm short. I just don't, I just don't vibe with it. I feel like it just goes better though with the shape of my legs. Interesting. Mm. And also, I really liked the, like the coats, like the leathery coats with like the fur in the sides. Amazing. I'm going to tell you what it made me think of and you're going to hate me. Go on. It just felt like a sexy, yassified Inspector Gadget to me. Yeah, I respect that. Okay, okay. No, I actually respect that. Fine. Great. Why not? I love it. Because I feel like, to be fair, like, that's what fashion is about. It's like elevating the norm, right? Like, is having the norm something. In Inspector Gadget. To be fair, for me in the past, it has been. We love an <laughs> Inspector Gadget coat. We do a little cheeky fedora moment. No, but for real, I just think it's about making something that's very wearable, slightly elevated so that it's more unique, right? Because you want something that's going to be unique, easy-ish to wear, kind of timeless in a way. I guess it depends, but... See, that I like also that. is giving, like, 1920s film noir. Right. Interesting. Right. Going for, like, a double indemnity. No, but, like, this is literally it. Like, the way it's all coming back in subtle ways, I love it. It's, like, people's own, like, ingenuity. Is that the right word? I don't know. Who knows? I'm sorry. Please don't correct me, because I just don't care if it's the right word or not. But it's, like, people's own kind of take on different things and twists, because everyone's different. Everyone's going to come up with something which I love. I was reading up on this and apparently Mucha Prada said we were thinking about meaningful fashion, pieces that make sense, clothes that make people feel important. Right, which kind of, I guess, I mean, it's difficult because Prada is a luxury brand, right? Prada is a reach for a lot of people. But if you're going by the kind of motto of shop well, not often, right? Prada tends to be a pretty solid investment, especially in a good coat because it will last you years, right? But this whole quote goes back to their whole workman vibe of their show because it's like look, this we're backing you up we're not going to create something that people can't wear something that you can invest in so like loads of overalls and things like that okay fine some of them are a bit out there but if you actually dissect everything in the show there's at least one thing on each model that is super easy to wear anyone can wear it which i love because it's just more reachable right what do we feel about the weird chanel equestrian moment because i <sighs> saw someone ask a very valid question about this mm. they were like how did they make sure their horses didn't shit on the runway oh yeah and like how like how does how do you even make that happen because horses just like don't care yeah i suppose there's always a risk isn't that did they like control the horse's diet but like imagine a horse taking a shit during a chanel like fashion show yeah that would not be good but it's I'm like just some, thinking. Like Banksy shit. I was confused by this, and a lot of people had in the comments like, "How can you ensure that people watching are going to be 100% safe?" Because obviously, if you look at the proximity of, I guess, the runway and the people in the front row, it was very close. Um, but also, I think what got me was obviously, you know, Chanel bags. The prices have been raised so much. Like, I think some of them have been raised like 1,400 pounds or something. Um, and it's eventually, they're just getting less and less attainable for people, right? Um, because, I mean, it's the price of a car. Um, and what frustrates me is, it's not like the quality's got better. It's, it's gone from being gold to being gold-plated that tarnishes. And who's going to spend the best part of five grand on a bag that tarnishes? Like, th there's no way I would. Like, I'd buy vintage if I were ever buying. Like, there's absolutely no way. And it's like, they're kind of trying to cash in on like the Hermes aesthetic as well. Well, what frustrates me about that is because their prices have been rising. Um, everyone's saying, well, you're trying to compete with Hermes, like with the Birkin bag. And obviously the history behind the Birkin bag is 
completely different to the Chanel bags. You can't really match that. Like, it's become an investment. Like, the price of a Birkin is always going to, you know, rise. Like, what was the most expensive one again? It was, like, it was like a million, a million and something. And it was, what was it called? Himalayan bag. Himalayan Birkin. And actually, a guy bought it. And he, he just bought it purely for the investment. Like, that's it. He's not even going to use it. Like, he's, he's just got it because it's the most expensive bag. And he's only going to go up in value. And think I think Chanel are trying to do that. But with Hermes, like, the quality is consistent. Like, okay, fine. They're very, very, very expensive. But Chanel is... And there were pictures of a, on the Chanel website of these earrings. And the press pictures had, like, diamonds or diamantes or whatever they were missing out of the earrings. Yikes. On the website. Like, Chanel's really dropping the ball, and I just think... I just also feel like such an established fashion house shouldn't try to change its aesthetic. No, agreed. Like, agreed. Just, 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 just like, drop the equestrian, you know? I just, it's, it's not a vibe, I think. No. And also, I, oh my god, I just, I feel like I just keep, I just keep mentioning TikTok, but that's basically where I get my information from at this point. No, a very, very reliable source. Extremely reliable. I've seen people, um, you know how like before you're offered to buy a Birkin, yeah. you have to be shopping from Hermes for like quite a while. Mm. I saw this girl who bought her horse um, some leg warmers. <laughs> They're like bright orange, like the, like the brand color. And like, I just love that. I love I, that. I love that. Imagine you like get your horse some leg warmers and then... To get a Birkin. And then you're offered a Birkin. I think what gets me is the fact like the SAs are so crazy like you have to jump through hoops but sometimes you'll walk into Hermes for the first time people will be like do you want a Birkin like it's crazy like like people... yeah I'm not gonna be able to afford that for the next um year but sure <laughs> do you take Klarna <laughs> <laughs> can I pay in, in 77 installments <laughs> <laughs> oh my god reminds me of the sex on the city episode where it's Samantha um, use Lucy Lou. Oh yeah, but even back then the bag was like six grand. Yeah. Can you imagine? I'm if like, Samantha could afford it back then, mm. you know, that's mm. still like six six grand is like okay. Obviously, they're not like that now. They're more expensive, but like it's it's so funny because it's so much money. I'm thinking that's really cheap for an Hermes. I could maybe <laughs> afford that. So, no, you could not. Oh my god. To be fair, actually, speaking of comfort again, I absolutely love the way the Olsen twins use their Amos bags. I think, um, I can't remember which one. At this point, they're like one person in my eyes, Mary-Kate and Ashley. They're just one. Yeah, agreed. But they have like a really beat up Kelly. Like it's like, because normally you would look at it and like if, if you buy that, mm. like that bag, you know, you would... I just know that you would, for example, like keep it in the dust bag, you know? Yeah, have it, uh, its own private room. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, Finny. You literally move over. <laughs> the Kelly comes first, but she has one that's literally been like, been through it. Oh it's my God, so that's so funny. And, like, I kind of love that because you can tell that she's used it for like... But that is the point of um, Birkins, I think. Um, well, like Birkins, you use it, obviously yeah. like Kelly's, I mean, same concept, but... Birkin bags, like, I mean, Jane Birkin with hers, she would, like, shove everything in it. Like, the point was to use it until it got absolutely battered, absolutely, like, messed up, doesn't look great. That's the point. But I think also, I mean, also, <laughs> from what I know, I didn't know about the Kelly, but um, she ha- one of them has a Balenciaga, I think it's a Balenciaga yeah, city, city bag. bag. And it's, like, a mint green colour, and there's, like, a red wine stain yeah. on the corner of it. And I'm like, do you know what? Like, you're getting used up your bags. 
Like, you show value for money. I respect it. Like, it's become... it's You're associated with this now. Respect. Like, I love that. But, I mean, looking at their own brand, I'm like, fair enough, man. Mm. If you're making that much money for a row... (laughs) Go for it. You might as well go for a few Kellys. Do you know what I mean? I would have fired them. Yeah. But, um... Actually, speaking of, if you were to ever, like, hypothetically, right, you were to ever walk in any fashion show, any line, right, historically, future, whatever, what brand would you walk in for? Oh, definitely would be a Gucci show with Mm. Alessandro Michele, Mm. for sure. I wrote an entire uni dissertation on, like, his brand aesthetic. Yeah. Just did a little bit. You know, we have to be no constructive, hate. don't you? Yeah, I would definitely do that because I just love how fucking weird it is. Also, maybe like a really wacky Alexander McQueen one. Yes, oh my god, McQueen 1998. Like, it was incredible. So it was actually raining on the stage. The clothes were getting drenched. But it's so like, sculpted just like a like a statue almost. You know what I mean? Like, you know how like sculptors managed to like have the material so like looking like you could touch it, like it was so soft and amazing. Would you walk for? Okay, first mainstream. Any, like maybe actually Tom Ford's first show for Gucci, just for historical purposes. Cause again, there's a Texan, well, I think he's a Texan, jumping in and going into the European house, but also smashing it. Like I love that. Um, but then who else would I work for? Maybe Moogla Oak Couture from like like mid late nineties. Um, paying our tributes, by the way. Seriously, paying our tributes because Moogla was an absolute genius. Like his whole life, like the fact that he started off as a professional ballet dancer in Strasbourg, which is where he's born. He's like very good dancer, very successful dancer. Um, moved to Paris, and he was um, always talented at drawing and designing. His first line was called Café de Paris, um, and that was before his brand that he made, which was obviously Terry Mugler in 1974. And, I mean, let's face it, he basically revolutionised fashion codes for more than three decades um, to glorify an enhancement of femininity, which I love because he was so pro-women. Like, every single model that walked down any of his catwalks, any of his shows, he just looked incredible. Like, so, it's, it's such a historical moment. His gowns are so... They pay tribute to the shows that he was in and, you know, practice for and all of that because they have really gorgeous, like, exaggerated theatrical elements that enhance a woman's body and make a woman feel amazing. And he's proved that he's catered for, like, everybody because you've got, obviously, like, heroin-era models, right? Super, super, super slim in the 90s to people who are, like, Kim Kardashian's build, which is a completely different build. Like, firstly, she's really, really short. Completely different build. He's just shown that he can cater for so many people um and then he retired obviously um in the early 2000s um to focus more on like directing and he's done something for like Cirque du Soleil um he did a music video for George Michael thank you for listening thank you if you're still with us I hope you're still with us and before you forget please give us a follow on Spotify um it will soon be available on Apple Podcasts as well and as always, please do message us with your feedback or like whatever you thought. If you like the Prada show, if you also like Taylor Swift, if you also hated Julia Fox's eye makeup, mm. if you also okay. Um, I mean, and if you think like if you've got any different opinions or something that you think would be added to it, I don't know. 
give us a shout. I'm always interested to have a, a healthy debate. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye.